we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 1063. Uh, so apparently it looks like the Dolphins are just swapping linebacker coaches. Anthony Campanile, who was on the Dolphins staff, who had interviewed for the defensive coordinator job that eventually went to Anthony Weaver. Him and the Dolphins parted ways yesterday. It looks like Campanile is now on the Packers staff. Well, former Packers DC Joe Barry is now the Dolphins linebackers coach. I don't know what to make of that, except that there have been a lot of weird, weird happenings since Vic Fangio went back or went to the Eagles. I say went back because the Eagles clearly tampered with him. I mean, they clearly tampered with him. And if the Dolphins wanted to make a charge with the NFL, which they might, that the Eagles tampered with them, I think they are winning that case. I mean, the, the whole Vic Fangio exit from the Dolphins, it seems like the Eagles were contacting him for weeks. They're talking about big splash, defensive coordinator, well before the season it was coming to an end. And so I think there's problems there. But I was looking, and Joe Barry against the run last year, his defense in Green Bay, it was um, it was bad. Oh, it was very bad. It was really bad. In fact, it was second worst in the NFL bad. Uh, Josh Houts, who does a, a great job covering the Dolphins for the Finsider, tweets the following. The Packers under new Dolphins linebacker coach, run game coordinator Joe Barry allowed 4.7 yards per carry on the ground over the last three seasons. The only team worse in the NFL during that span, the LA Chargers, 4.8 yards. Wow. So that's how you have, uh, that's who you have now running the linebackers. I'll tell you what, though, for somebody who is happy, Joe Barry's wife, moving out of Wisconsin down here to South Florida, I mean, that's the move right there. That's a win-win for the Barry family, but all the Dolphins contingent, yeah. Um, <clears throat> not much to look forward to. No. Now, I did have the theory that when Ron Jaworski went on WIP in Philadelphia and spouted off that uh, <laughs> Vic Fangio was frustrated because there was members of the Dolphins defense that were too worried about partying on South Beach than committing themselves to the Dolphins defense. I told you I thought that was a pile of crap because anytime you hear, oh, South Beach, South Beach, South Beach, oh, too many distractions, chances are. They are just stereotyping Miami as opposed to knowing any information about any of the athletes on any of the teams in South Florida. Anytime you hear, oh, South Beach, it's crap. It's a load of crap. Jalen Ramsey, Pro Bowl, agreed with me, saying he doesn't think that Ron Jaworski heard anything from the Vic Fangio camp, and that might have just been made up or coming from a source who didn't know anything. Yeah, I, I think in a sense for Vic Fangio's camp, that was what you were going to use to try to mask the tampering that you talk about with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, right. let me just kind of throw this in the face. Let this become uh, a storyline. They just line. didn't want to learn. Or, or, yeah, Ron Jaworski trying to protect the Eagles. Like, oh, this was, this was uh, an opportunity that arose. This toxic situation. Got to right. get out of there. So uh, players don't want to play for him, so why not go to Philadelphia? And if you listen at all to Udonis Haslam and Mike Miller on the OG's podcast, the OG show, you can catch it wherever you catch your stuff. They often talk about how well they had under wraps – 
going out, the nightlife, going to Tootsie's. Pat Riley yeah. had everything under wraps. It doesn't seem like these guys get in trouble. They're protected by pretty much everybody in the city. Uh, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. What is the biggest, the biggest Super Bowl storyline now that we are five days away? The biggest Super Bowl storyline, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let me quickly tell you about EDS. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. I'm telling you guys, this is a blessing in disguise, this cool weather we have right now, because you're not having to run your AC unit. You're, you can open windows. You can air out the house. Uh, you, you don't have to rely on what is generally your overworked AC unit. But what happens when we get back into the hot weather? Because once we get back into hot weather, which is going to be, well, really soon, then it doesn't cease. It doesn't end. It's going to go straight through November into December, and then you're going to be wishing if you didn't get your AC unit checked out when your AC unit is struggling in July, in August, the worst parts of the year with the worst humidity and the worst hot conditions. You're going to be saying to yourself, man, I probably should have gotten EDS out here to check out my AC unit back when things were comfortable and I didn't need to run it in February. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. They are offering their gold plan where they have technicians coming out multiple times a year to check out your AC unit, check out your ducts, make sure that everything is running well. You have air quality concerns, EDS. Plumbing concerns, EDS. Because EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Uh, do, do we have anybody on the phones before I get back to social media here, CK? We've got them lined up. We've got three deep right now. Three deep. We're going to the to the depth chart. Uh, who are we starting with? Let's go, Joe. Jupiter. Joe in Jupiter on Levica, Theo, and Stone. Hello, Joe. What's up, guys? First, sorry to hear about your tire struggles this morning. And I, I don't think forty minutes is a is a long time, especially if you don't do it all the time. I guarantee you would have taken me at least that long if you had to do it yourself. So. Like the, the biggest issue Big is, Joe, it's not like that I don't know what I'm doing. It's it's trying to get yeah. the damned lug nuts loosened up. As soon as you do that, you have cash. a lug bolt. I understand that, but if they're not moving, you need torque on it, and so yep. I, I had to I had to torque it up, but it took a little loosening. So what I uh, eventually did, Joe, is I started just banging the lug nuts with uh, with the, uh, the uh, with the tire iron, and then finally that loosened them up yep. enough because I was resourceful to then get that thing moving. So thank you, Joe, for your support. Stone bleep off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and I'm going to go to one and one A. Obviously, yeah, for the, the hardcore absolutely. NFL fans, <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. hardcore NFL fans, it's going to definitely be Patrick Mahomes and his legacy and what he can continue to do, what he does, especially with what happened with his dad a couple of days ago, sadly. And that's probably on his shoulders a little bit. Um, and so I'm sure it's weighing on him. But I, I, I'm just so fascinated to see what he can continue to do. So I'm a Chiefs fan. And Theo, if you're listening, I'm a Chiefs fan today, or this week, for sure. Because, I mean, it's hard not to, not to like what he is, can, continues to do with not much around him on the offensive side, for sure. But uh, listening to some of those press conferences yesterday with Pacheco and stuff, you know, they're, they're ready to go, as, as everybody is on that side. But the other – I've got to go with what you know I'm probably going to say. It's Taylor Swift, and I'm going to tell you why. As far as worldwide, what she, her impact on this – game is probably double what it's ever been. Everything that I've heard, I got a 12-year-old daughter, 
and a 14-year-old son. As you know, I go to a church that um, mm-hmm. is got seven or eight huge locations in the West Palm Beach area. They are finding ways somehow. My daughter didn't even know about who Travis Kelsey was until about a week ago. They're finding ways, not finding ways, but they do intertwine somehow into their service, their sermon, about Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Well, why and not? I don't know why what they're going to do this Sunday. Yeah. But I do think – I'm just saying – it and then the Grammys, let me uh-huh. look, I want to hear what you say first, but let me tell you, you asked how myself, I didn't watch the Grammys, but she stole the show, and she's not asking for any of this. It's just her. She's She just wants to love. She just wants, she just uh, wants I, I, her football boyfriend. Joe, appreciate the call. Uh, we got a depth chart here. We got to roll through. That's right. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We talk about stealing the show. Dua Lipa stole my show. You see what she was wearing at the Grammys? I mean, come she on, is dog. so distracting. Come on, dog. I can't take it. <sighs> right, she is. Dua Lipa is the hottest woman on the planet, other than my wife. <laughs> that was good, right? That breath that into good. the mic by Stone was just yeah, it skin crawling. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. All right, enough of the Stone heavy breathing. Uh, who else do we have? Oh, uh, yeah, see, cat. We got Will in West Palm Beach. Will in West Palm. Will, I'm sorry that you had to listen to the heavy breathing of one Stone Labanowitz pining for Dua Lipa. My apologies. Well, we had Will in West Palm Beach. The good news is we uh, got Kent dis- in Lake Worth right that's now. That's because you disgusted, Will. Hey, Kent, how are you? Hey, doing great, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Phenomenal. So I got to admit that this is a longtime Chiefs fan. Uh, this is my storyline. I'm not saying it's the biggest. I'm not saying half the people will even pay attention to it. This is your, your it personal is story. Okay. It is. So I have a premise. I believe that the media as a whole have consistently treated the Chiefs team, the Chiefs team, not individuals, not coaches, but the Chiefs team, like the kid they beat up in high school that's become a millionaire. Hmm. How and the so? question is, okay, the question is, could we talk about the, the, the amazing transformation the Chiefs as an organization, as a group, have done as a good job instead of breaking it apart into the pieces? Like, yeah, he was always really good at math. Yeah, he's great as a mathematician. He's a great mathematician, but I don't really care that he's successful now. And that's how we pretty regularly see the media and the sure. world in general looking at the Chiefs team. But and I, so I'm hoping that they could earn some level of respect that the Chiefs team, they could say they are a great organization, a great team, and even the defenders that have some work to do, on the, the, the offensive guys that are having trouble catching the ball, like they do the work that it takes to win in big games, and we can respect them and say it's okay to just like them as a team I feel like the way we do consistently for teams like the 49ers, like the Patriots, like they are a great team. All right, so can, can, I, can I recalibrate your outlook Please. on that? And I know Absolutely. I, I totally get what you're saying as a fan of said team. You're insulated in it. I do the same thing. I'm a consistent chip-on-shoulder human being in everything I do, okay? So – You mentioned the Patriots. The Patriots, about halfway through that dynasty, were the most hated team in the NFL. What I would do is I would look at how people look at the Chiefs, and they always want to discredit them and or root for their demise, right? What I would do is I, instead of being give us respect, I would say to myself, you know what? That's the sign 
of a dynasty or a burgeoning dynasty. I am in a great place as an NFL fan, as a Chiefs fan, when I now have the most hated team in the NFL because we win so damn much and we have the best player in the league. How about that? Instead of seeking out respect for the Chiefs, you should, you should wash yourself in the pettiness and understand that people hate your team because you're a fan of the best team in the league and a fan of the only team that has any claim to that D-word dynasty in the entire league. How about that? Well, I'm grateful for that, and I don't want to sound like I discounted as a premise either because I do believe that that is the case. But there's ingrained in a Midwestern society and ingrained in how the Chiefs play, lead, and are owned that says us loving our team doesn't mean we have to hate your team. Right, It's right. a part of the DNA. Go to, the, go to Arrowhead and go to a tailgate and have that experience versus go to Buffalo Go to other places, go to the Eagles, and it's different in KC. So there's something, too, we're okay loving our team and not hating yours that is also inherent in Kansas City and Chiefs historically, right? Uh, My first autograph as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs was Steve DeBerg. I've been We've been here, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've been here. here. And and we have not hated – Every other team, we still hate the Raiders. But we have not hated every other team. <laughs> uh-huh. Good catch. Uh, and we've still loved ours. Kent, totally get it. Ours. Totally and get so. it. And, I, and appreciate, appreciate the call, Kent. Um, what I will say, I think we have a, a fundamental disagreement about how to support our teams in the midst of great runs. Me? I'm just consistent. Hey, we won again. Middle finger, middle finger, middle finger. Maybe Kent's not like that. Um, What I will say is that the Chiefs aren't exactly cuddly teddy bears. You've got Patrick Mahomes, who does complain after every single play, and if somebody breathes on him, he pulls the Brady and throws himself to the ground and complains to the official. That's a little annoying. Travis Kelsey with his, you got to fight for your right to party. That's really, really annoying. And here's my plea. Here's my plea to the Chiefs, to the NFL, and to the world at large. Every time the Chiefs win an AFC championship, can we ban anybody associated with the Chiefs from driving automobiles? What do you mean by that? First it was Andy Reid's kid. Now it's Pat Mahomes Sr. Can we, uh, can we, uh, can we uh, just get ride shares or buses for all members of the Chiefs organization from the time they win AFC championships to the Super Bowl. Uh, History does not look kindly on the Chiefs and automobile operation uh, in the days and weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that is genius on your part because why would you leave the door open for any bit of added pressure to a player, whether it's from the Kansas City Chiefs organization or the San Francisco like, come on, Pat. Like, I, I'm, I'm not one to judge yourself? because you never know. You never know when you're going to be in that situation. I don't like to judge people. But, Pat, like, this is number three, man. Come on, dude. This is number three, come and on, this dude. is a week before the Super like, come Bowl. Come on, man. Just there's, a, there's a few protect things. Protect yourself and other people, man. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to think about your son. There are um, a few things I took from that call. Well, let's go with three of them. Steve and Leroy DeBerg, baby. I mean, who can forget about Steve DeBerg? Uh, drafted 10th uh, overall by the Dallas Cowboys in the 1977 NFL draft. I mean, I remember watching some of his tape. Pixelated black and white. Big don't, don't, don't make um, fun of someone listen, who's on. older I, than you who's I'm been gonna a Chiefs fan for a Ken. long time. I'm going to compliment Ken. Kent uh, with, a Kent with a T. 
<laughs> okay, now okay. you're disrespecting him. <laughs> a few things. That's what you call a real Chiefs fan right there, okay, Theo Dorsey? Uh, I'd imagine you're not listening. You've got other things going on right now, Theo, but that's what a real Chiefs fan sounds like. If Kent wants to call in in Theo's place next week after the Super Bowl, we'll gladly accept it because that guy's got some true red uh, uh, warrior blood. Uh, <laughs> what blood. are you talking about? That warrior is a real blood. Chiefs fan. And then Charlie the, Sheen? The, the problem that I do have with Kent, is that a way for – Chiefs fans to play victim, to talk about you being the That broke. seemed like a victim mindset. It, it seemed like a victim mindset, so that's what you need to do to make you yourself can't, feel better. If you're a Chiefs fan, you can't, be, you can't have a victim mindset when you have Patrick Mahomes. You played in six straight AFC Championship games. And Andy Reid is your head coach. But right. you were the broke guy right. who was like right. getting bullied in high school. Uh, uh, who cares? You play, Joe Montana spent time with you guys. See, Kat, while we're on the subject of how we view the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Weren't they the team with their, their super fan who uh, faced federal charges for robbing banks? Of uh, course. And is now in prison. That's that same fan base, right? That's the same guy going from bank to bank around the Midwest. And that's how he afforded all those tickets right on the 50-yard line <laughs> right against the field. I forget his so, name. Chiefsaholic. So, Chiefsaholic, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I get it. You want your team to get respect. But you have clearly the best team with the best quarterback. Uh, You are not an underdog. I don't care if you want to say the 49ers are favorites in this game. You're not because any team with Patrick Mahomes and with the pedigree of the Chiefs is not the underdog. Just embrace the hate. That's that's the best way I can put it. Embrace the hate, okay? Because there are plenty of unlikable things about the Chiefs. It doesn't mean you can't give them respect when they win, but it's not like they're a team that you want to nestle into your bosom and say, love you. Yeah, to your point, it's a total sign of just people assuring you that you're a dynasty. I mean, they're pretty much, the more hate, the, the more you can be Don't fish for compliments. Don't fish for compliments if you're a Chiefs fan. If they win, I'll compliment you. Just understand you got some warts, right? 100%. He could have given a better analogy, and you could have helped him out with it, right? You're not the kid in school who got bullied. You were the, the hot girl that never really got the attention she deserved in high school. Then all of a sudden you developed a little bit later on, and now you're one of the hottest of all time. See, Kat, what is what is where's Stone's head at? That right was now? up your alley in analogies. <laughs> that was me taking a page okay. out of your book. It was okay. His it's was fine. weak. I helped it out. I Real thought, quick, I figured can, you'd beat me to that can one. Can you give uh, Can you give Cat one more heavy uh, breath into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was yeah. that was more of a groan. That is not what you. That did was before. me watching that the tape actually, of the Grammys. That was legitimately disturbing. Uh, what is your biggest takeaway? Or not takeaway, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Storyline leading into the Super Bowl. What is your biggest storyline leading into the Super Bowl? Three props that Stone says these are locks for you for the Super Bowl. All before 2 o'clock. And, oh, yeah, we're great and stuff. And we're doing that next. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Seacat, can I have breaking news, please? Can I have breaking news? Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. You know, kind of a secondary storyline I'd like to see? I'd like to see Fred Warner win a title. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? As a quarterback, selfishly, the offense always gets the love and the pub, but people will soon realize, and I feel like with linebackers, we realize once these guys retire how actually 
great they were. And Fred's one of those guys. You want a bold prediction for the Super Bowl? Don't say MVP. If the Chiefs win, the MVP comes from the defensive side of the ball. That's about as bold as it gets. Who are we talking about, Chris? A little Chris Jones action. A little LeJarrius Sneed. Maybe. Two picks. How about that? I don't hate that at all. I, it's like the time I said Eli Apple was going to pick off Josh Allen, and guess what? It came to fruition. That, that didn't get enough shine when I you know. called that out. You know what? Because I'm trying to stay humble. I guess. Uh, here's your breaking news. Clayton Kershaw and the L.A. Dodgers have reached an agreement on a new contract ensuring that one of the greatest players in the franchise's history will remain the only organization he's ever pitched for. Sources confirmed to ESPN on Tuesday this according to Alden Gonzalez, ESPN staff writer. So Clayton Kershaw remains with the Dodgers. Not that Clayton Kershaw was a target of the Yankees, but Christian Cat, notorious Yankees fan. How would you grade the Yankees offseason to this point? <laughs> you know what? That is an easy A minus. Okay. I like it a lot. They got Juan yeah. Soto. You know what? You can't ask for much more than that at all. Of course, you like more pitching, but I'm not complaining. Uh, the only reason I ask is because I saw Brandon Tierney of WFAN tweet that, well, looks like it's definite the Yankees aren't going for it this offseason. I disagree. I think that they have been busy. They've gotten impact players. They got a big bat, which was certainly uh, a, 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 a need for the Yankees. Like you said, you'd like more pitching, but that also can be addressed yeah. as things move on. I agree with you. I think that's an A-. minus. Uh, that was your, uh, your yeah. breaking news. Now, if we could get an EDS air conditioning, not an EDS air conditioning. By the way, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. rhymes. But a Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium when you have a chance. Baptist. Is health orthopedic care injury emporia? Injury emporia. Left. <laughs> You're trying to walk oh, through it. No. A little more. There's so a man down. Philadelphia 76er star Joel Embiid underwent a left knee procedure Tuesday morning. He's going to be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. The team announced the next few weeks of recovery and rehabilitation will be paramount. But there's belief that the door remains open for Embiid's return in the regular season. Sources told ESPN. This is from Woj. So Joel Embiid, he did indeed have a left knee procedure after hitting the floor, going for a loose ball last week, uh, suffering a meniscus tear as it was described, and so he does have a left knee procedure, and there is hope, though, that he's going to be back for the 76ers in the regular season. That is your Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Do we want to uh, grade stuff? Do we have uh, someone coming through here? Matt Rapp, PGA Tour Championship Management. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. A wrap if you will. Wow. We'll wrap up this segment. Then Matt Rapp, we'll have him great stuff with us as well. How about that? That's a good idea. All right. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. 
All right, Stone Super Bowl locks. Stone Super Bowl locks. You've got a couple of them. We said three. I don't really care how many you have. Why don't we do one here, though? Why don't we do our first one right here? Stone Cold. Well, no, it's, that's already been taken. Stone Super Bowl locks. Don't want copyright infringement. Stone Super Bowl lock number one. So I did put Tay Tay on here. You want me to rip hers off? Yeah, rip it off. Taylor Swift's outfit to be made by Kristen Utschek, plus 260. Oh, that's uh, the wife of the uh, plus 260. Oh, you're you're approving of that. You like that, See Christian? That. Plus, right. plus 260. Take it to the bank. All right. So lock that one in. Plus 260. Taylor Swift wears an outfit from Christian Utschek. That's the wife. Yes, it is. Uh, Matt Utschek. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. I don't know why I said the San Francisco 49ers. All right, good. There's the first one. Two more still to come. We welcome you back to Levicka Theo and Stone. We are at. The Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beach is Media Day here on ESPN 106.3. Beautiful PGA National and joining us now. Uh, we're going to, uh, he doesn't know it yet, we're going to intertwine him in all the different things we're doing as well. He is uh, Senior Vice President, PGA Tory Overseas Championship Management, Cognizant Classic uh, in the Palm Beaches. You like that title, you like that name, like how all that came together. As, uh, Matt Rapp is, is largely responsible for all of that and he joins us here on ESPN 106.3. First of all, Matt, welcome to Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome to the show. And boy, has it been a busy couple of months for you down here. It's been very busy. It's been very uh, fun. And we've had incredible welcome. So we want to thank everybody, who's, including yourselves, who've been just so uh, kind to us and, and really opened their arms to us. Uh, you can feel the community connection to this event. And I was telling some folks earlier today, and I've said this you know, throughout my tenure in tournament uh, management, events are successful when they're viewed as community yep. institutions. The community embraces them. You have, end up with good things. And there's definitely um, all, the, all the DNA, all the bone structure for that here. And uh, we just want to continue to add to that and build on that. You know, it, it's funny you mention that because I've been down here since 2007. And I, one of the first things that happened is I was immediately immersed into then what the Honda Classic was. And that's when it was still on the come up and it was building. And then... Once Tiger Woods committed here, once the hospitality became one of the best on tour, the community had already had a passion for this, but then it took it to a next level, and there's 200,000 people coming through the turnstiles on a regular basis during the four-day event. I know you're always striving for that community uh, input and embrace on the tour. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily always happen. This situation seems like it's one of the strongest from a community tournament uh, relationship on the entire tour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this week uh, currently uh, is Phoenix. I think you know that, that they would yeah. certainly be high on the list. Um, you know, I ran the Players Championship for uh, seven years. I would put that one high on the list, and this one's high on the list too. Um, and so, you know, I think you know, as you look around uh, places to play golf, uh, Palm Beach County is a pretty good place to play golf. There's a lot of uh, people who like golf, who are interested in golf. There's also a lot of people who like to come out and enjoy a great, fun, uh, engaged, active event, whether it be families and all the great, you know, uh, things for families to do out at the event, or just people who want to be out and be social and be at, you know, sort of the see and be seen event of the year in the spring in Palm Beach County. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, both in the field, both making their returns, both former champions. Get your passes, thecognizantclassic.com, thecognizantclassic.com. And joining us here is Senior VP on the PGA Tour, Matt Rapp. Uh, Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Let's just start here, square one. You get here, 
there is still ongoing discussions about a title sponsor and things are still being laid out. There's some blueprints, but nothing set in stone. When did you get here and, and what were some of the building blocks to get us to this point? Sure, sure. Well, so I, my first job at the PGA Tour was selling title sponsors and, and used to say, you know, title, no tournament. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really, unfortunately, that is the case in the modern world. Without a title, it's really, really difficult to host a tournament. There have been instances where um, you know, communities have brought together, you know, and, and different companies have come in and kind of all chipped in some to keep the thing going. But that's getting increasing, inc increasingly rare uh, these days. So it was really critical uh, to be able to, to find a partner in Cognizant. But even before that, the tour made a commitment to Jack and Barbara um, because they've been so tied to this event and, and the charities that, that benefit from it. And so we made the commitment that we were going to make sure, even though Honda, and thank, thanks Honda for 40 great years, but even though they were stepping away, we were going to make sure that we continued this event uh, moving forward. Um, that was looking, you know, challenging. Uh, without Cognizant stepping up, uh, we were able to, we've, we've had a partnership with Cognizant for several years uh, with the President's Cup. So we know them, we know them well, um, and uh, we're happy to bring them in as a, as a sponsor here. So that was really the, the key, those are the two key things. The tour guaranteeing that the event wasn't going to go away, the charities were going to continue to be beneficiaries and, and continue to move forward financially, and then finding uh, Cognizant to come in as the title. And then in addition to that, the Palm Beaches jumps on as well as a presenting sponsor. Uh, so it was the Cognizant Classic for about the snap of a finger, and then it's the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. I suppose that goes back to the ownership that you're talking about, but also for the survival of this tournament, for this tournament to flourish, especially in the backyard of so many of the stars. This really is the epicenter of world golf from a residential standpoint. I feel like that right there signifies the ultimate ownership of this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And so I really appreciate um, the county, the city of Palm Beach Gardens and the county of Palm Beach uh, stepping up. And I think, you know, you're absolutely right. When you look at places where golf is king, uh, hard, hard to look farther than, than, this, um, yep. than this county. Um, but um, in terms of, yeah, I was, uh, uh, the, the first time um, uh, the Cognizant CMO was here, uh, we toured him around and, and he had a meeting immediately after with several of the top representatives of the, of the Palm Beach County, uh, various entities, mm -hmm. the tourism and the sports uh, group, et cetera, et cetera. And I was literally blown away by what he said and his commitment to Palm Beach County and how he wanted to be one and the same with the county. Usually um, in a situation where you have a title and a presenting sponsor, uh, there's, there's some friction there. Uh, not in this instance in any way, shape, or form. And, um, and really what it comes down to is that, uh, and what, and what um, the CMO uh, said earlier today, is that you know, this county represents so many of the people that they're looking to talk to. Uh, so many of the business decision makers um, in the companies that are either current customers of them or future customers of them either live here full time or spend a, a significant portion of their time here. Um, and so it's really sort of a match made in heaven, if you will. And the two have, you know, really blended well initially. And I see it growing further, uh, faster and further uh, as we go forward. Uh, Matt Rapp, Senior VP of the PGA Tory Overseas Championship Management, talking with the Interim Tournament Director, Executive Director Joey Chitwood. He's saying, hey, I exist in about a four-mile radius here in Palm Beach. 
Advanced Gardens. I got my Starbucks. I got my places laid out, but <laughs> it's just back and forth for there. Uh, how long have you been down here in Palm Beach County uh, and, and, and been able to settle in? Sure. Well, I, I'm not living here, uh, but we will have an executive director uh, who does move here. Uh, so um, we uh, check check this space uh, next week. Uh, we, should, we should have some announcements there. Uh, Joey has been, I've been down here many times uh, as this process has, has played out and, and had come to the event a couple of times beforehand. Believe it or not, I've got a... Uh, a cousin who was on the board of Children's Healthcare Charities years ago when, when he was a banker down here. And so, you know, I'd come to see the event a few times uh, when he was associated with it and he came to see the players when I was running that uh, years ago. But our core key is, is to have a core staff uh, on site permanently. Um, yeah, obviously Andrew George was uh, associated and affiliated with this tournament for a number of years and did a great job. But he had a you know an outstanding opportunity to to move over to um, tomorrow golf. So uh, hats off to him and 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 you know congratulations, etc. And all the best. Um, Joey uh, Chitwood, uh, who's the interim executive director here, has really stepped up and filled the void. Um, and so, uh, but it is a temporary uh, deal. Uh, his full-time job is running the 2026 President's Cup up at Medina. And so, um, you know, we're literally talking with the future ED uh, and Joey. Uh, we're talking last night about Joey's temporary living situation mm -hmm. and whether uh, this guy who's got some kids still in high school, whether he's going to extend the, the lease and the temporary after, after Joey moves out <laughs> in early March. So, um, you know, bottom line, though, for, for those folks here, we will have a core team based here, uh, led by an executive director who you'll be very proud to uh, call your own. And uh, we couldn't be more pumped about um, the future of this event and being a part of this community. I'll have to check with uh, Joey to see if I still need to give him the bean bags and uh, the blow-up chairs I was going to give him here uh, <laughs> temporarily. Uh, fi just finally here, Matt. So uh, just just to wrap up, just so... To uh, wrap up, really? Yeah, I know. We end at 2 o'clock. I know. We can have you on for another 20 minutes. We can talk on the side. Okay. Uh, uh, but the the stability... Was that a play on your name? Exactly. But, yeah, you missed was, oh, it. it I missed it. On his name. Totally he just pulled it. at me. Can we give him a, can we give him a rim shot? Or can we give that, him a rim shot, top right, Because Christian. I think he deserves it, to be quite honest. That was really well done, and it slipped right by me, Matt. Uh, the, the stability <laughs> of this tournament, uh, the state of this tournament. There you go. Hey, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> is it strong? Hey, is it stable? Be sure to tip your waiters and waiters. <laughs> uh, it is. It's very stable. So I think the key is, is that both it, the, it's stable for two reasons. One, the tour has stepped in and made the commitment. These deals, I mean, we, we, we basically said this, the, these charities are whole and we're going to run this event and we're going to make sure it's a success. Um, and then uh, Cognizant is in through eight years. So Correct. that's a long commitment in our space. So I think, you know, uh, rest assured. Um, and I'm, I am telling you that as good as this event is, and it's a very good event, it, in the next couple, three years, you're going to look around and go, wow, this is even better. And when it's doing that, you're going to have no concerns about its place on the schedule. Well, uh, we we obviously are very possessive of this tournament here as people that live and work in Palm Beach County. We appreciate the work that you have done, that Joey did to make sure that things continue seamlessly, uh, bring back some of the big names into the field, and uh, put us in a good position moving forward. So, Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you out here in just a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. That is Matt Rapp again. Again, the senior VP, PGA Tory, oversees all the championship management and uh, 
integral part of making sure that there was a title sponsor that came on board. Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Get your passes now. TheCognizantClassic.com. TheCognizantClassic.com. We still have a couple of minutes. You want to give me another lock? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All, All right. This one is here. a no-brainer, folks. Travis Kelsey, don't overthink it. Over 70.5 receiving yards. All the attention, of course, you're going to see safeties down low in the box guard. You're going to see Fred Warner traveling when they play some man. Who gives a damn? Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey, over 70 and a half receiving yards. You can All take right. that one to the bank like over. Chiefsaholic did. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and what was the first one again? It was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift to wear an outfit made by Christian Oh, Huchek yeah, got it. Plus got it, 260. Got it, got a lot of value there. Okay. Uh, now let's do the uh, how are we doing on time? How are we doing on time? All right, give me the third one. <clears throat> And then we're going to like This is a battle between two of them, okay? Kelsey and Taylor Swift to be shown kissing, yes, is at minus 180. I feel like that's easy. I, so do I. It's juiced up to minus 180. But hold on, here's my other one. Brock oh. Purdy, longest rush over eight and a half yards. I think if they're playing from behind, they're going to get some long third downs. We've seen what Brock's been able to do on his legs. I think they put that into the game plan. Right. He'll have All a nice right. little 12, 14 yarder. So, so Stone says, take Taylor Swift wearing an outfit uh, made by Christian Utschek, wife of. Kyle, you check. Thank you. Uh, take, take uh, over 70 and a half receiving yards, Travis Kelsey. Book it. Okay. And then uh, minus 180, take. What did you just Travis say? Kelsey and Taylor Swift to be shown kissing. Oh, there you go. Perfect. And Brock Purdy. Uh, longest longest rush, run. Over eight and a half over yards. Over eight and a half. Book all that. Book it. Book it. It's a lock right there. Super Bowl uh, stone, Super Bowl locks. There we go. Here on the Vicka <laughs> Theo and Stone. All right. We got, uh, we got a minute. Let's, uh, let's grade stuff. Uh, bell me. Bell me. Let's grade stuff. Stone, A, B, C, D, F. Slow greens. Oh, God, that's an A-plus, baby. It helps. You feel like you're lag-putting and everything if you're a scrub. So for me, it's an A-plus. That's a B. That's a B. All right. Uh, bell me again. Bell me again. Uh, <laughs> melon as part of a breakfast or lunch at a public event. Melon. Melon. Doesn't oh, matter. Green. Yeah. Cantaloupe. Oh, it's an A-plus. It's got a lot of water in it. You need that. Um, what? Melon. F. Watermelon. Good. But We're talking melon. We're talking cantaloupe. Uh, worst fruit going. Uh, no. And people who wear Apple Vision <laughs> Pros. People who wear Apple Vision Pros, grade it. Uh, expel them from school. They're losers. Yeah, I don't condone violence. I don't mind you punching them. That's an F. Apple Vision Pros are an F. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Thursday. That is Stone. Thanks, Seacat. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. <laughs>